Welcome to another edition of The Brand Called You. Today I have with me Kalpana Vishwanath. Kalpana, welcome to the show. Thank you. Kalpana is the co-founder of Safety Pin to support women's safety. She's also a consultant with several UN bodies on gender and urban safety. So Kalpana, tell me a little bit about your early career before we come to Safety Pin. So I am a, a sociologist by training. Mm -hmm. I did my PhD from the Daily School of Economics. Okay many years ago <laughs> and uh, then I started working uh, initially with an organization called Jagodi, mm -hmm. which is a very well-known women's yeah. resource center in Delhi mm -hmm. and uh, I was the director for, uh, for a few years mm -hmm. and in that period um, we did a lot of work around issues of uh, addressing women's rights, mm -hmm. violence against women, women's safety and that's when I really got into the area of women's safety okay. and looking at cities and public spaces. Mm -hmm. Because around that time in Delhi, there were a couple of things that happened. There were a lot of uh, evictions that took place mm -hmm. and families were relocated to the periphery of the city. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were no services, there was no um, transport, there was no work. So people were uh, struggling. Mm -hmm. And in that time, we were recognizing that we needed to look at the issues of a city, Correct. at the issues of infrastructure, mm -hmm. services, and etc. How does it, you know, how do we make it enabling Correct. for people, but especially for vulnerable groups like women mm -hmm. who need to move around, but the city is actually not designed for them. Mm -hmm. So that was really okay. the way I got into it. And, and that's how uh, uh, Safety Pin started, isn't it? Well, interesting uh, story is mm -hmm. that so I am a sociologist and Safety Pin is a technology company. Mm -hmm. So you can see okay. there has to be a story there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so I had been working on this uh, women's safety for a long time mm -hmm. in many, many countries around the world yeah. using this tool called the Safety Audit. Mm -hmm. My co-founder, Ashish Basu, is a technology and um, de development person mm -hmm. who had been working. Uh, so he had worked for many years with NIIT and then he started his own stuff. Mm -hmm. and. In, through several conversations, mm -hmm. the idea came that why don't we take this tool, the safety audit mm -hmm. that you people do on pen and paper, mm -hmm. and transform it. At that time, apps were becoming popular. Correct. So we built an app, and uh, initially we were just trying to build an app and put it out there. Mm -hmm. And But what happened was um, the uh, DFID, which is the UK aid, yeah. we met somebody from there mm -hmm. who really liked the idea. Mm -hmm. And they said, okay, if you can do this, we will support you. So it was a bit of an accidental um, okay. uh, <laughs> start, okay. the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and if you get different sport, that is that is quite incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, uh, let's start with talking about what are the primary issues faced with women's safety in our country? So I think um, it's a very uh, deep-rooted issue. So there are no quick fixes. Correct. There are no magic bullets. And I think that's the first thing we have to recognize. Right. Because people want really quick answers. So they think if you put CCTV cameras everywhere, you will address the issue. Mm -hmm. Or if you put uh, something, have strict laws, it will get addressed. But it is a very, um, it's an issue of so social and cultural norms. Mm -hmm. It begins right in our families. Mm -hmm. The issue of treating boys and girls differently having different value and worth for boys and girls. So Correct. it starts there. That's the messaging. Then, you know, every institution is perpetuating that, you know. So whether it's in the workplace, you know, we know that in India today, 
the female uh, labor participation is falling. Correct. It's falling. Thing. It's falling. It's okay. the, probably the only country in the world it's fallen in the past decade. Wow. Mm. In addition, I mean, women at the top level is mm. this oh, one. I think it's some 3% or yeah. something. So yeah. we know the workplace is another place where mm. there needs a lot, to be a lot of work done. Mm. Now the education system, you know, over time, more and more girls are going through school, mm. they are doing as well, they are mm. doing better, they are mm. performing better. Correct. They enter higher education and in many parts of the country, um, even in uh, STEM subjects, we are having mm. uh, almost 40% girls. Mm. But when you get into the work uh, workplace, mm. then you find the attrition. Mm. And there are of course many reasons for that. Then there is a whole issue of I think normalization of violence. Mm. And especially the normalization of sexual harassment, mm. whether it's at the workplace, whether it's at public places. And so the workplace, now we have a law. Mm. And that law has changed things, you know. Okay. It, has, it has made what was acceptable behavior, mm. you know, passing uh, comments mm. or, you know, patting a woman mm. you know, as something that is, you have to think before That's you do That's become it. a complete no no Yeah. You have to, okay. you know, you have to respect another person's Correct. boundaries and Correct. stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Now, I think that where we are working at now is looking at public spaces because that's the other big area because you have to get from place to place. You need institutions that are responsive and that's the other area. Then there's the law. There's the entire legal uh, judicial system, you know. I mean, it seems like the conviction rate in cases of uh, rape and sexual assault are less than 30% in our wow. country. Right? So we know reporting has gone up. Post the Nirbhaya case, we know that the system, I mean, people demanded change. Mm. And one of the changes that happened was people spoke out about it. Families started supporting mm. daughters and others mm. to speak out. But unless we fix the systems, you know, and, and, and what like, the problem is we're focusing on quick fixes. Mm. So everyone is going after the death penalty. Mm. But the entire system needs to be fixed. Mm. Otherwise, we're not going to have I enough agree. change. You know? So I think it's a, it's a multifaceted, mm. complex problem which we need a lot of people to work on. Correct. And slowly we will see change. I think we've already seen change. We're beginning to see. Yeah. As you said, it, it will take time. Yeah. But you know, what is ironical that in a country like ours, where our most powerful goddesses, mm. <laughs> uh, and the, the, you know, it's wrong, wrong English, but are women, mm. goddesses are women. Mm. Um, and you know, whether it's Durga Puja or it's Lakshmi Puja or anything else, uh, why, why is there this uh, imbalance of mm. uh, security, safety for women when uh, we revere them as goddesses? I think this is, uh, it's a, again a complex, I think, answer to this. Mm -hmm. And um, we have a very rich, I think, um, uh, ideological mm -hmm. and uh, theological system. You know? I think that's one thing I would like to say and mm. I, it, it, it's much deeper than what people are even talking about today where mm. they've you know, made it a, a, a sort of notions of Hindu identity. Mm. I think it is, a, you know, anyone who's read a little bit about Absolutely. it knows that it is. Mm. And in that, you know, there is, you have not just female goddesses, you have Shiva himself as yeah. man and woman. Absolutely. You have such evolved yeah. concepts yeah. In others, thing, mm -hmm. you know, so even the idea of her gender mm -hmm. is not uh, sort of alien, mm -hmm. it's not something that's come from the West. Mm -hmm. So you're right, but somewhere, you know, I think 
there are the different theories, mm. but the, it, it, I think you know the between the caste system and between the need to um, control property mm. and control other things, the patriarchal system mm. got strengthened. Mm. You know, so you know, in, in, we're not in, as Indians. We seem to find it completely okay mm. to worship a goddess, mm. but to beat your wife in the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. So I think it's uh, it's somehow. So to me, it's like you know this. It's not translating into our lives, mm. you know, and I think unless religious thought translates into a way of living, Correct. it becomes just an act, Correct. you know, and I think that's the problem. Mm. And uh, it, it is, a, it's, it's difficult to understand, you're right, you know, very I few agree. religions have so many goddesses. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. So, but tell me, you know, in again a society which uh, has traditionally, if you look at uh, over the years, yeah. where women have had a very significant or at least an equal role if I can use that in the society somewhere in the last uh, what 100 200 years this seems this seems to have changed but the patriarchal society existed even mm. before see I think many uh, factors play a role you know I think um, colonization played a very big role because it brought in an, an entire Victorian morality mm. which was not here mm. so I mean you must have heard that in Kerala, mm. uh, where uh, women were actually uh, of certain castes, mm. uh, did not wear blouses. Mm. So when the British came, their notions of morality, they actually imposed something called a breast tax, mm. unless really? women covered up. Oh, wow. Right? Mm. Uh, so I think the, um, there was a combination of things that happened, you know, mm. and I think colonialism brought about a certain this thing. Mm. And uh, of course, all the, because, you know, so many people have uh, invaded and come and lived here, different things were brought. Mm. Uh, and But you know, it's a global issue. Correct. Patriarchy is not an Indian I, issue. No, no, absolutely. So I, somewhere, you know, it is also linked to, um, you know, it is linked to private property. Mm. It is linked to the need to keep property within a certain lineage. And so globally, it has this thing, and I must say patriarchy has turned out to be a extremely resilient institution, because as things change, patriarchy is able to change and and take it. Correct. And I think more recently, while the economic liberalization brought a lot of um, uh, positive benefits for uh, for the economy mm. in some ways, it also brought in a particular kind of consumer culture, which uh, I think has, um, you know, it's had as good and bad. You know? And I think it's had as good and bad on women's lives. You know? I think it's given us opportunities, it's given us things, but it is also, you know, made us sort of consumers mm. rather than citizens with rights. Correct. You know, so for example, next week is Women's Day, International mm. Women's Day. Mm. Now, International Women's Day, the history of International Women's Day is the, the, the it's a labor issue. It was a fight for women's rights as workers. Correct. And to me, when I see somebody offering, you know, buy to get one free on mm. Women's Day or buy your uh, mm. girlfriend a uh, uh, roses or something, it is a complete depoliticization of the issue. And I think that's also the problem that we're facing. It's a, it's a depoliticized the issue of yeah. our... That was my reaction, that, you know, why are we converting it into a Valentine's Day? Absolutely, yeah. Really? It's not a... We don't want flowers. We don't want gifts. <laughs> we want flowers. Much as we may like them. <laughs> yeah. But why, that's why not the day for it, I, yeah. Absolutely. So, Kalma, let's move to your uh, safety audits that you do in Safety Pin. Uh, what have been some over the years uh, and some of your audits that you've conducted 
uh, if it's not confidential, what have been some of your uh, basic findings? Okay, so we have, uh, so we started Safety Pin in uh, 2013. Mm -hmm. So it's been now six years. Mm -hmm. And we, while we began in Delhi, we spread very fast mm -hmm. to other cities and other countries. Mm -hmm. So currently we have, uh, we have projects, we've done projects in almost 20 cities, both in India and globally. Wow. Which includes things like Bogota in Colombia, mm -hmm. in South Africa, in Nairobi, in Manila, mm -hmm. in Cambodia, etc. And in India, we've done many cities. Mm -hmm. Some of our interesting findings are really that in some ways it's the same things mm. that make people feel safe in any city around the world. Mm. You know, if you have well-lit streets, if you have active streets, if you have people who walk on the streets, these are the cities, these are the spaces that is safe, accessible and inclusive for everyone, Correct. you know. And therefore, our thing is that while we say we work to build safety for women, if you make a city safe for women, we believe you're actually making it safe for everyone. Mm -hmm. So it's not that we're working only for women. Correct. We believe that that affects everybody yeah, who is on this thing. Absolutely. So, um, uh, for example, in uh, we've done some sort of really long-term work with the Delhi government, mm -hmm. which has been interesting. We started working in 2013 and then in 2016. So we have, just quickly, we have two apps. You know, uh, one is a user app, which is called My Safety Pin, which anybody can uh, crowdsource data, crowd input data, and all the data is available for the public. We also have another app uh, through which we actually generate images of the city at night, and we uh, analyze those images uh, using both manual coding as well as more recently we've started with some machine learning. So then what we're able to do, we're able to map an entire city. So for example, in Delhi, we have about, uh, you know, I think 10,000 roads, 10,000 kilometer of road mapped wow. in the city. Mm -hmm. So we're able to map the entire city, then get the user generated data through my safety pin and sort of have a complementary database. Uh, in Delhi, for example, the, in 2016, when we did the safety audit, we pointed out to the government that they were or nearly 7,000 dark spots in the city, mm -hmm. where there were pitch dark, no light. Okay. The government took that data, they actually formed a multi-stakeholder group, mm -hmm. which is very interesting, because mm -hmm. what happens when you go to one MCD, they say, road, it's PWD road, and they just pass the buck. Mm -hmm. So this time, the Delhi government got everyone around the table and said, you know, if someone said, this is not mine, they immediately pointed it out. Mm -hmm. So they actually fixed, and when we did an audit again in 2019, mm. it had come down to about 2,700. Okay. So that was a one positive mm. thing we, uh, we had. Mm. Another very interesting uh, thing we did was in um, Colombia, in Bogota. Mm. They have about 400 kilometers of bicycle track in okay. the city. And they asked us to audit it. And about 70% came out good. Mm. But the 30% was not good. They used that data to make it safe okay. to decide where to put the bicycle stand so mm. that women felt safe enough to use it after dark, where to put CCTV cameras. So it has actually uh, been used to improve. Um, in Hanoi, it was used to actually design um, metro stations, wow. how to design metro stations mm. which are uh, safe mm. and, and connected for people, women to walk um, to the metro station. So we've had some successes. People have started using the data, which yeah. is really right. um, what, is, what is very, what is very encouraging is that government is using this data because for uh, infrastructure 
and safety. The government has is probably the only organization that plays a significant role. Absolutely. They're the only stakeholders, mm. actually. Mm. You're right. Which is why in the beginning we began working. Mm. We, we, it's not that we don't work with private yeah. bodies and companies, yeah. but what we do is we give them the data mm. so that they can advocate for change. At Correct. the end of the day, nobody can put up a street light. Correct. You know, it can only the government can put up a street light. Absolutely. Right? Only the police can improve policing. Mm. So it is... Um, but what I think, what has been my learning is that if you give robust data, uh, they are want to listen. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go with a little bit of this and that, some mm -hmm. examples, some experiences, then they push it away. But when you Correct. go with good data, I am finding they they are responding. Very interesting. And uh, does the police uh, also use a lot of this data? In some places. Okay. So again, it's in different cities, we've sort of tied up with different mm -hmm. uh, things. In Delhi, actually, Delhi police has used our data mm -hmm. to even uh, determine their petroleum. Mm -hmm. wow. so, so Delhi, we've actually, because I also live here, mm -hmm. we've done some very systematic work. We have done some work in, in Gurgaon also. Uh, so in, about three years ago, they had actually asked us for some, Hindustan Times had done a, um, a full a full two-page, two-day study of the mm. entire city with our data. One okay. was on residential complexes and one was on commercial areas. Mm. So when that data came, the government actually sat up and they asked us. So they also looked at, at that time, if you remember a few years ago, the lighting in Gurgaon was bad. really bad. So they used our data to improve about 600 points in the city where mm. we pointed out that lighting was poor, but women are using so we also do this correlation between our different parameters mm -hmm. to say where do people go and where is infrastructure absent. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you want to prioritize, that's what you should prioritize. Amazing. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about gender balance. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been talked about by everybody. Yeah. The Western world brought it in 10 years ago. A few years ago, it was discovered <laughs> in India. You're a member of the UN advisory group on gender issues. What are some of the key challenges? So um, the UN, uh, the key challenges are in the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. This is the, the, seventh, the, the eight SDG. Millennium Development Goals. Yeah. Post the, the Millennium Development okay. Goals, mm -hmm. in 2015, the yeah. SDGs were brought out. They're 15 years. Yeah. So five years are already over. Okay. So this year, 2020, the Secretary General of the United Nations has said, this is the decade of action. So every UN body now is saying, we want action. That we know the problem, we've identified the issues, but we need to meet our goals because very, very few countries are reaching the targets that they are setting. So I think uh, within the UN, the recognition and, and, and by member states, it's not UN, mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's member states, yeah. governments who sign yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I think the issue of inequality, you know, just not just poverty in itself, but inequality is a big one. Mm -hmm. And there's a big gender dimension to inequality. Okay. There has been a lot of work around the issue of the feminization of poverty. Yeah. 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 So I think that the for us as the advisory group, what we're saying is that every issue mm -hmm. has a gender aspect. So let's not address, if you want to improve, for example, even if you address climate change and resilience, we know that women older people, migrants, they face the burden of, of uh, climate change. So like when the floods happened in Kerala, who was doing the rebuilding of the homes? It was the women. Right? So we need to recognize that. And I'll give you one a very small example that if we don't recognize that there are different people, so our cities, for example, have been designed for men. Our transport has been designed for 
the idea that a man goes to work in the morning and comes, comes back, back in the evening. Yeah. So we have something called the rush hour. Correct. But there's enough evidence to show that that is not the way women travel. Mm. Women may go in the morning, come back in the evening. Mm. But in addition, they also go and drop their children at school. They go and pick them up. They sometimes have to go to the market. Mm. They are the ones who do all the work of care. So Correct. there's an elderly person in the house yeah. who takes that to the doctor. Mm. So unless transport is built for all of this, you know, you don't uh, this thing. Mm. So you have to start unpacking mm. and bringing people to the table. Mm. So whether it's women, whether it's children, mm. I think children have a voice today. Mm. You know, they are talking about what is the world you're leaving us? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Elderly. We have yeah. a growing elderly population. Yeah. I look at this road outside our, our, mm. our state, the golf course road. And when I see a domestic worker or an older person trying to cross that mm. road, it breaks my heart. We are building cities that yeah. is so uncaring Correct. of people who are not rich and privileged mm. and, and they have a car. So, you know, so I think it's, there's so much interlinkage and I think that is what um, you know the UN is trying to do and, and governments are like needing to listen to mm. this unfortunately of course all governments don't listen and yeah. there are many other issues that mm. come up and mm. uh, but you know the economy yeah. the Indian economy is in a very bad shape mm. and you know that if people don't have jobs it leads to many mm. other problems mm. it, it leads, leads to increased violence against women mm. we know that mm. you know so every issue is a women's issue and I think that is the, what that's, we that's go That's very with. well said. You're absolutely right. Every issue is a women's issue. So I agree with you. So Kalpana, I've got a few time for a few uh, questions for you personally. Okay. Um, my first question is that over the years, and you worked in so many different areas, um, have there been any people who uh, have mentored you mm. or someone who had an influence on you and if yes, what have you learned from them? I think I've learned from many people, you know, and um, there are, you know, for example, even if I, I, I am a product of so my education, but also the, the women's movement, the women's movement in India and the women's movement globally. You know, so I think um, all our four mothers, as we came, have taught us a couple of very important things. You know, I think one is that how do you work in a collective? You know, I think a lot of the focus to how do you bring about change? See, if you're working just for yourself, you're not going to bring about change. You have to include, you have to partner, you have to collaborate. Okay. And I think to me, that's been the greatest lesson that I have learned by being part of a movement. Because it's not as if you have, you are a person or you are one company wanting to do one thing and or sell one product or a service. It's that you know you cannot actually effect social change mm. unless you get more and more people mm. to collaborate and come around the table mm. with you. And so there, I think, um, to me, that's been the biggest okay. lesson, really. That, you know, okay. uh, and I think the other one, I would say, it's not a mentor, but I think somewhere, you know, when you ask the initial question about uh, uh, our culture, mm. one thing our culture, which I think the strongest thing about that culture teaches is just do what you have to do Correct. and do it to the best. You know, and you will get the rewards. Correct. You will reap the benefits. Mm -hmm. But if your eye is on that, you know, so and I think personally, and and that is what I would like people who work with me mm -hmm. to learn. But you know, don't rush for the awards and the rewards. But rush if you do your work, mm -hmm. it'll all come. Correct. It will come. I have Correct. rarely seen someone who's worked really well and has not got the rewards. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. 
So my next question is, uh, what would be three words mm -hmm. that define Kalpana? Okay, so I think one was, I would say is collaborative. Okay. Yeah. I think the second word is, I think, um, uh, building friendships and the networks. Okay. To in order to so I think networking, collaborating, mm -hmm. and uh, I think yeah, a, a balance. Okay. Balance. Okay. You know? So I think though I do have a very strong feminist perspective, I do think I find that I'm able to interact in different spaces. Mm -hmm. You know, I can work with the government, I can work with the UN, I can work with companies, I can work with very mm -hmm. radical spaces. So I think somewhere. Uh, a little bit of a balance I mm. do have. Mm. Wonderful. So my last question to mm. you, and this is a question on failure. Mm. Um, in India, or for that matter, most developing countries, mm. we don't teach our children that it's okay to fail. Mm. And this really reflects uh, in the behavior patterns we have, whether it's on roads or whether it's on aircraft or wherever we go. Yet we fail all the time. Mm. My question to you is, what have been some of your learnings oh. from your mistakes or your failures? I think the best learnings that I have got are from my failures. Mm. And I do believe one thing is that the earlier you have disappointments and failures, the better you're able to cope with it. Mm. So I agree with you that we should not protect our children mm. so much that they do not face uh, rejection, failure. No, I mean, I'm not saying bullying is good. Yeah. I'm saying that, yeah. you know, you have not done well in the exam. You have this thing, you know, it, it, it is important to learn mm. it. It's important to feel that pain, but also recognize you can go on. Mm. So, I mean, having started an organization, Safety Pen, I mean, we've had some wonderful successes, mm. but every day is a struggle Correct. when you're running an organization. Correct. And there are many projects that do not come through. Mm. There are many times you've collected the data, nobody's doing anything with it. Getting individuals to use the app has been such a challenge mm. in a small organization without large marketing budgets. So everything is a constraint mm. when you're running an organization. And I think, you know, what I've learned is that every day you wake up and you say, I will get through today. I will do this, 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 and I will do it to the best of my thing. I will motivate my team to work with on this. Mm. And um, because Unless you know, you're not going to have success without failure. Correct. It is not. It is not possible to just go from success to success. Correct. And I think it's important to talk about our challenges. Mm -hmm. It's important to talk, and I think it's important to write about it. You know, because like when I it, sometimes I look even online to say, have other people, you know, who started an organization, mm -hmm. gone through some of these experiences? So I think writing. Uh, having different kinds of groups and stuff like that Correct. is an important one. I, I think it's it, and, and we need to learn. I, I think agree. we need to accept it. We need to accept the heartache that comes with it. Mm -hmm. We need to accept the the low self-esteem that comes with it at those moments. Yeah, yeah? Mm -hmm. all of it. And uh, yet know that you will wake up tomorrow to another day. Wonderful. Karpna, thank you very much. And a special thank you for taking such amazing steps to protect all of us, our cities and our women. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Brand Called You podcast. 
be sure to visit tbcy.in to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover fantastic bonus content. You can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Simply search for The Brand Called You. Thank you and see you next week.